0: The Cultural Enterprises podcast is part of our online academy. Structured courses and learning resources created by industry experts, which encourage flexible learning. So you can watch at your own pace, in your own time, on multiple devices, in a location to suit you. To see how we can help you and your team, please visit culturalenterprises.org.uk forward slash academy. Hello and welcome to the Cultural Enterprises podcast. Part of the Association for Cultural Enterprises Year of Digital, this series will focus on a range of topics from e-commerce to retail, helping you consolidate, create and renew as the sector opens up again following the most challenging year it has ever faced. Episode six focuses on what sustainability and cultural trading might look like in a post-pandemic world. Pre-pandemic, sustainability was one of the most important themes in our sector, with many organisations and suppliers committing to green initiatives such as reducing single-use plastics, cutting down on excessive packaging and prioritising local produce. When the pandemic ends, will we see a similar commitment to sustainability from arts and heritage organisations? Will financial pressures from over a year of minimal income mean priorities lie elsewhere? Or is this an opportunity to radically rethink what sustainability and cultural trading can mean? To answer these questions, we welcome Dr. Jamie Larkin to the podcast. Jamie is Assistant Professor of Creative and Cultural Industries at Chapman University in California, who focuses his research on issues surrounding sustainability and cultural trading. He begins by answering the question, what is sustainability?
1: So sustainability is a term which has been popularised in recent years, and is an important issue that is coming to the fore, both in the museum sector and society at large. Sustainability is commonly associated with the environment, but increasingly it is understood as relating to how our society is structured and how we live our lives. Now, scholars typically think about sustainability using the three pillars model, and a quick search on Google will provide some examples of this and all the resources that you might need to understand this model a little bit better. But basically, this just means that sustainability is achieved by thinking about the interconnections of three pillars, which are environment, society and the economy. A useful definition here is provided by the University of California, Los Angeles, which states that sustainability is the integration of environmental health, social equity and economic vitality in order to create thriving, healthy, diverse and resilient communities for this generation and generations to come. While this definition may appear daunting, in terms of its implementation regarding cultural trading. There are many examples of products that already exist which meet these criteria. So for example, um, something made of recycled materials that is produced by a women's cooperative and is fair trade certified would encompass each of these A basic way of thinking about sustainability in relation to cultural trading is thinking about what impact a product might have on these three areas. Does it have a negative, neutral or positive impact? And based on this, is it something that is justifiable to stock? The difficulty comes, in many instances, in trying to determine what yardstick to measure this by. Some museums have institution-wide sustainability policies. Many do not, and at present there are no sector-wide standards to apply. In many instances, accountability comes down to individual initiative. The museum sector is only beginning to grapple with what it means to be sustainable, but these issues are here to stay and are likely to inform museum practice considerably in the years ahead particularly as museums understand how they can contribute to the government's climate commitments to reduce emissions by 78% compared to 1990s levels by 2035. Moreover, from the perspective of cultural trading, multiple reports show that Gen Z and millennial audiences highly value sustainability and sustainable products and are willing to pay more for them. So it behooves museums to think about this in terms of their bottom line. Now for museums, there are two main ways in which they can engage in the topic of sustainability. The first is from a curatorial perspective. Museums and other visitor attractions can create exhibitions and cultural experiences to educate their audience on these issues. For example, the British Museum recently um, produced an exhibition on the concept of waste and how this has changed over time with the idea of addressing the issue of waste in contemporary society. The second is from an operational perspective. Museums and other visitor attractions can introduce practical changes to the way in which they're run to reduce the environmental impact they have. Cultural trading can make a significant contribution to both Now, as we know, cultural trading plays an important role in adding to the experience by providing visitors with an opportunity to take something home with them. To support curatorial messaging, we can think about the role that a book about the climate crisis might play, or a souvenir made from recycled material and the impact that can have to help consolidate sustainable messaging in an exhibition. Similarly, products like a reusable cup that might be on sale in the museum shop, can help visitors make behavioural changes to become more sustainable themselves in their everyday lives. Moreover, to support sustainable operations, cultural trading can be pursued in ways that addresses these issues, such as eliminating excessive plastic packaging, stocking products with a lower carbon footprint, or reducing product lines made with environmentally damaging materials, such as cotton or palm oil, for example. We can also take a more expansive perspective and perhaps ask questions about the afterlife of products sold. Are they single use items or will they likely be used repeatedly by the consumer? And should this play into the decisions that retailers make? In terms of the impact, of COVID on sustainability in cultural trading, the picture is somewhat mixed. The pandemic has significantly impacted the ability of museums to earn income. In some instances, cultural trading has been curtailed entirely and museum operations have more or less come to a standstill. In others, some museums have been able to develop their online offer and generate important revenues, which have been a lifeline in the absence of any other form of visitor income. In both instances, the immediate focus has been on ensuring the continuing viability of the trading concern, meaning that further sustainability initiatives that um, a shop may have been pursuing have taken somewhat of a backseat. The positive aspects of lockdown, however, are evident in the creative lens that cultural traders have gone to to think about new innovative ways of retailing in this context. Examples abound such as Beamish's afternoon tea deliveries or museums producing subscription boxes that allow visitors to have an experience of the museum delivered directly to their homes. Alex Nicholson Evans, commercial director of the Birmingham Museum Trust, outlines really instructive examples of creative and locally focused retailing approaches um, in a previous podcast in this series. And I would encourage you to, uh, to go and listen to that episode for some really instructive and useful examples. Similarly, a big part of the discussion about emerging from the pandemic is the idea of building back better or how we can improve upon what we were doing before. So this has been a chance to think about what cultural trading might look like moving forwards and how it can help meet broader institutional and even social goals. As such, we are presented with a unique moment which has spurred creative thinking and presents an opportunity to really get to grips with the future of cultural trading. The key issue here is how we can continue the success of the museum shop, but do so in innovative ways that adhere to sustainability criteria. One key takeaway from the pandemic is the success many museums have enjoyed by shifting to e-commerce. The longevity of the shift remains to be seen. If it continues, then this points to a different kind of relationship that consumers are building with cultural attractions. One that moves beyond a directly site-based focus. In some ways, this can potentially reduce emissions, particularly if museums are able to organise ways of selling directly from producers to customers. Uh, And this can reduce shipping and storage overheads. But the additional resources used to power a website, for example, uh, are themselves problematic. And if the sophistication of cultural trading means that new markets are being created beyond the museum visit, ultimately this means producing and selling more stuff. And this is largely because trading is still premised on a certain kind of retailing. A question that I've been thinking about for a while is this. How can we radically rethink what museum shops are and what they do? Or an alternative way of Phrasing this is what will museum shops be like in 30 years' time and why will they be that way? Now, cultural trading broadly reflects social trends in consumption. A potted history of museum trading is as follows. From more or less the emergence of the modern museum, uh, they sell publications emphasizing the educational goals of the institution. Then, in the early 1900s, museums began selling reproductions of photographs and postcards, which were wildly popular at the time. Museums followed a distinctly social trend. It was only in the 1970s and 1980s that cultural trading in the UK assumed its current form, which is premised on mass produced commodities and largely mirrors our consumerist society. And of course, this is where problems with sustainability really come to the fore. What this is to say is that there is no one fixed way of providing this kind of amenity, the souvenir function, to visitors. So is there a way of doing this differently? Is there a way of doing things more sustainably? And also, if there are ways of doing things differently, how might we reflect uh, in this the way that society consumes now? In terms of some examples, a quite direct approach for dealing with these issues would be to embrace principles of a notion called degrowth. This is the idea that we make deliberate decisions to consume less. In practical terms, cultural trading could be limited in some way. Perhaps a museum sells only items or products made within a local vicinity. The potential for environmental, social and economic benefits of such an approach here are fairly evident. We can also think less about selling products and more about helping visitors co-produce things to take away with them through interventions like maker spaces. If a purpose of cultural trading is to sell a part of the experience for the visitor to take home, then is there a way of turning the shop into a more active space that encourages and monetizes visitor creativity in some way? To truly extend the experience of the visit by allowing visitors to do something that engages them in the culture that they have just viewed, whether that is drawing a picture after visiting an art gallery or it's engaging in some form of creative practice after visiting a local history museum. We can also consider the expanded role digital can play in cultural trading. During lockdown, museums have been experimenting with digital forms of revenue generation, such as content subscription services like Patreon, personalized content via Cameo, and there's also been a great deal of hype surrounding NFTs or non-fungible tokens. Now this leads us to ask whether there may be ways of providing digital forms of souvenirs. Could visitors purchase limited edition digital content available only on-site, in the same way that they might do a keyring, for example? Or perhaps they could purchase a passcode in the museum shop for digital skills experiences where they're taught a cultural tradition or a practice over the computer when they get home. These examples have at their core a preoccupation with attempting to reduce the resource expenditure associated with trading, including emissions produced through transit, while attempting to think about viable ways for cultural trading to continue generating revenue and providing meaningful opportunities for visitors. They also attempt to consider how cultural retailing can respond to emerging social trends and influences, including thinking about ideas of Authenticity, individuality, and the growing primacy of digital content. Now, of course, the very barriers to change here are things like the bottom line and the need for cultural training to continue to contribute to the institution's financial well-being while attempting to negotiate these issues of sustainability. For many museums sustainability goals will mean attempting to do less harm through a series of small but important changes. We should however not rule out a more radical kind of thinking about what cultural trading can become and how it can be reshaped to respond to significant issues facing society.